When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Memorial Day here in the USA, and we're using it to remember those that gave their lives in the military, defending their nation and protecting our freedom. I'm Jack Farmer, and I'm joined by the podcast Road Warriors, Justin Labar and Raj Geary. And if it's Monday, you know we're talking about WWE Raw right here on Wrestling Inc. Before we get started with everything that went down today, though, fellas, how was your weekend? Justin, you you, you <laughs> you're the boss is letting you go. No, my weekend yeah. was great. Uh, no, it's good. Especially today. Beautiful weather here in the uh, Pittsburgh area. Sunshine, 70s. And yeah, a huge, happy Memorial Day to everybody here in the States. And I uh, uh, can't put enough words into gratitude, appreciation uh, for all those men and women who have served and sacrificed uh, for the sake of our country. So, yeah, absolutely. So, happy 100%. Memorial Day. Uh, to everyone um yeah m- me too my weekend was good you know we we did the podcast last night jack and i uh mm-hmm. and uh, along with chuck carroll but uh got some golf in so yeah it was uh it was a fun weekend what's your average round raj what do you normally oh, shoot i'm terrible you like i'm terrible 195 what do you 100 100 100, okay. 100 area okay. sometimes we, we we could go off together then That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i don't i don't play it because i'm good i'm playing it because it's just gets me outside. (laughs) Well, uh, I want to thank everyone who's joining us today, watching along live. Uh, If you are watching along, make sure to go ahead and leave some comments in the chat. If you use a super chat, your chat will get read on the air as well. Your thoughts, your opinions, that's what it's all about. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for joining us if you're listening on the podcast later as well on the Apple's, uh, I, uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you may find your podcasts. Appreciate you guys. If you could do us a favor and hit the like button, leave a comment, subscribe, share with your friends, all that good stuff. Um, I want to start before we get into WWE Raw. Let's start with some news bits. Uh, last night during Double or Nothing, it was announced that All Out will be happening in Chicago on September 5th. And it appears that AEW is rocking and rolling with their shows. Uh, I talked with Raj a little bit about this last night. So, Justin, I want to get your thoughts first. Uh, AEW, uh, All Out, uh, back in Chicago again. I think it's a great decision. You know, Chicago has um, really cemented itself in the last 10 to 15 years, especially. And I know it goes longer. I mean, go back to Jericho's debut and, and WWE, but like really in, in this in this age that we're in social media and such, I mean, Chicago's just become, you know, it's up there. It's up there with New York. Um, AEW's had shows there before. Great turnouts, great reaction. Uh, you, you can always dangle and bait the troll of is CM Punk going to show up for your <laughs> For, yes. for your for, for your company um but yeah chicago's it's not it's not broke so don't fix it yeah so it'll be at the uh the hoffman estates uh which was formerly known as the the seer center it's now called now arena and 
Yeah, this is the same uh, venue that hosted All In in 2018 and also the 2019 All Out pay-per-view. So kind of a tradition, no surprise uh, here on that. Yeah, Chicago kind of becoming home territory for AEW in a lot of ways, it seems like, with all their big shows and big things happening there. Uh, Jody Shauna Jenkins in the chat says, I've come to the conclusion that this is the best lineup. You could swap Glenn in as well. Justin, Mark Henry and AEW. WWE can't be happy. Yeah, my uh, uh, Friday co-host on Busted Open on SiriusXM uh, every Friday morning, cheap plug. Uh, channel 156. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. First off, obviously, great for Mark. I'm happy for him. Um, I mean, WWE. It's hard to say because they you kind of reap what you sow. Um, it's the same situation as a Paul White. It's the same situation as a Christian. You know, you get to a point uh, of an age that they determine that you are or aren't valuable to them, or 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 you're you're worth this. And to these guys' credit. You know, and, and and the in the Hall of Fame era of their career, they're they're able if they're able to get a, a better payday and 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 a in a better situation to be influential and a part of something from Tony Khan and AEW. I mean, I you can't argue with that. I you know that that's a simple business decision. Um. So yeah. So for, I'm happy for Mark. I'll be interested to see how they use him. AEW how they, how they utilize him. Yeah, I'm curious too. I mean, he was kind of an ambassador for WWE. Uh, I made this point last night too. Like it, it does seem like everyone that got punked out on that uh, Legends Night on Raw is now uh, is now with AEW, um, which kind of says something in a way about just how uh, I don't know how the company uses some of the legends. Like not by by keeping them you know behind the scenes or not on screen at all, and, and maybe some of these guys still want uh, you know a little bit of the, you know uh, the limelight. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you, Justin. I'm curious what they do with him. Yeah, I mean, look, you look at Chris Jericho. Obviously, is is the, is one of the faces of AEW. He's 50 years old, and, and he and he's is he's going strong. Yeah, Sting just had a match. How how old is Sting? You know, like so. You know, if you're a Mark Henry who feels like, hey, you know, I might have you know a handful of things I can do, handful of matches I could do to to help somebody and help this business and. Vince just is not going to give me that. I'm I'm too old. I, again, you can't. I mean, money talks. So, I think in a lot of ways too, because people are saying the WWE can't be happy about this. But in in truth, if they're not using them, I can't imagine that WWE is that bothered by it in the grand scheme of things. If they had gone to any other company, if they had gone to Impact, we wouldn't be saying this. We would just be saying, oh, they got another job somewhere. Yeah, and, and you know, Big Show. You know, he you know he had a call you know, a talk with Vince, and Vince wished him the best. And uh, yeah, there. You know, it's you're not using these guys, so so why not? Yeah, I, I don't think Vince is like when Mark Henry walks out on the stage on AEW. I don't think Vince is like throwing things in his office. I mean, I, I think <laughs> I, I think in Vince's mind, and the same thing goes for for Big Show, Paul White, and, and Christian, uh, and even to an extent J- Jericho a couple years ago. I think to Vince, it's like. You know, as a person, person to person, good on you, pal, that you're getting a payday. And then and then probably the business part of him is going, <laughs> that sucker Tony Khan paying all that money for somebody who's X age or who can't do that. You know, I think that's just how Vince, the business, you know, he's not one. He's not one that I think excuse the, the, the attribute of, of jealousy. He just he just doesn't. He, he he knows his decisions, why he makes them. And he sticks by those decisions for better or for worse. Yeah. 
Uh, Jax in the chat says, Raj, five gifts. I promised to tally them, and I did. Uh, why don't you tell everyone the story of that, Raj? Just, I was just uh, throwing up this Back to the Future, you know, the, uh, well, wait, I've seen this one, that <laughs> gift, whenever uh, there was something being repeated on Raw. So there was uh, apparently five, and I think I missed one at the beginning of the show. So, um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, at least. And what's, just... and what's great about the gift? It, it, you know, it, it, so yeah, it's it's Marty back in 1955, and and they're watching it. Well, I forget the TV show, and he's like, "I've seen this one," which is what you're putting up there. And then what's great is if only the gift could then extend to like a little bit further in the scene, because then it's the little boy going, "It's brand new," and and, and Marty's like, "It's a rerun," and it just makes you think about Raw. Like this is just a rerun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that was uh, Jason Harvey that uh, with the rerun line who. Partners with Eric Bischoff and WCW did you know? Uh, no way, uh, that's an, an him. Impact, yeah. That's oh, him. wow. He's the kid. That, yeah, he's the kid. I know Crazy. that name. Yeah, I knew that's Bischoff's. I knew that that's the name of Bischoff's business partner. I never knew that that was him. That the kid. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What a what a weird small world it is. That's so, funny. <laughs> so we made it wrestling related. <laughs> yes. Uh, Glenn would be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin Boyd says a couple of raw notes. Jimmy did well on commentary. It looked like fewer quick cuts than normal, so that was nice. Decent matches, so an improvement. I guess I'm not the only one that says positive things all the time about <laughs> Raw. Uh, and then, I didn't think I didn't think tonight was as bad as uh, some of the other recent weeks. I yeah. just can't wait till we're out of the the, the Thunderdome. You know? yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make these next month and a half or whatever the longest possible. But yeah, to Jimmy Smith, I'll tell you what the be- the best compliment I can give Jimmy Smith on play by play tonight and host. This did not sound like his first Raw. No, I no. mean he he sound like he he fit in well. I would say that this was the best Raw debut for an announcer um, that that's not a wrestling announcer or traditionally a wrestling announcer uh, ever. Yeah, it's I, I think it felt like they knew better how to introduce him as well, because the way they had Corey Graves start and then introduce who he was and what he had done before and then sort of let him pick up from there and. Yeah, he felt like a natural. He felt great in there. No offense to Adnan Burke. I know we give him a hard time, but I mean, even his voice felt like it fit in more. Uh, Burke's voice felt like it was just at a different pitch than everyone else's. And it just, every time he talked, it felt like I'm hearing this guy every time. And it was forced uh, with Burke. Um, whereas Jimmy Smith feels more natural and uh, he knows the moves, you know, he knows who, know, he knows who everyone is. Uh, so yeah, uh, good improvement. Uh, de- 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 definitely eat your heart out, uh, Mike Adamley, in terms of non- <laughs> non-wrestling people jumping in there. <laughs> right. Uh, to Mike Adamley's credit, he was around for a while after that. Yeah. Uh, Brett Murphy says, hey, I've seen this trio. <laughs> hey, I've seen this trio. Uh, and then Ron uh, Walia says, hey, gentlemen, hope you guys are well. If McIntyre moves to SmackDown, could you see Roman versus Drew as the main event of WrestleMania 38? I feel like that's a lot of ifs and a lot of time between there and then for that, but possibly. So next year is Dallas, right? Uh, And then LA is the year after. Mm -hmm. My guess with The Rock is if they get him, they're not going to be like, oh, well, we'll we'll want you for next year since it's in LA. Uh, They'll take him as soon as they can get him when he has free time to schedule. But next year is, is supposed to be when the XFL relaunches. The Rock's, you know, a big part of that. So, um, but to me, the Rock versus Roman—that's your mania match. That's that's what I want to see. 
that, that that's your LA match. I, I know you take the rock as soon as you can get him, mm-hmm. but the more time you have to, you know, with the way he shoots movies, that's probably the, the thing is say, look, two years from now, mark it off. We're, we're doing you in the town. You know, you're the number one box office, highest paid actor. We're doing it there. Um, uh, so I think rock and Roman, I think you pencil that in for what would that be? 39. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 Drew, I think Drew's on his way out of this main event scene right now. For a minute, at least. Yeah, at least for a minute. Do you think he loses to Lashley again at Hell in a Cell? Yeah, I think at this point, I, I think, I know we, I think, I think it was just this, this three of us here. I think we're on the right uh, route here. I think it's going to be SummerSlam. I think we're looking at like a Cena Roman, a, a Brock Lashley. I think that's really where I don't think Lashley's losing this until we get to SummerSlam. Yeah, it kind of feels like it. I, I agree. Yeah. I think yeah, I think uh, Drew will do fine outside of the title picture for a little bit, but we'll we'll save some of that speculation for a little bit. I do want to chat again before we get into the nitty gritty of Raw. I did want to talk a little bit about the ratings that came out this week. Uh, according to Spoiler TV, WWE SmackDown on Fox drew an average of 1.755 million overnight viewers, which is down a little from the previous weeks. Uh, of 0.4 in the 18 to 49 key demo for those keeping track at home. Uh, AEW Friday Night Dynamite drew just over 500,000 viewers, which was down from the 821,000 viewers uh, previously. Uh, It's a big drop on the new date where previously on Saturdays and Sundays, when they moved to those days in August, it was 755,000, 813,000 viewers respectively. Raj, we'll start with you. Is the drop in viewers something AEW should be concerned with, or is it just a matter of a bad time slot on a new day? This is, I mean, with SmackDown too, it's Memorial Day weekend. You know, they're usually down, and especially this year because so many more people are going out. Um, so it was to be expected, uh, def, you know, for SmackDown and it, Friday Night Dynamite. It, you know, it's it's an off night. Uh, the one thing, though, is I wonder this is going to be the time slot that they have for Rampage when it debuts in August, and I wonder. It was reported in the Observer that one of the reasons they chose Friday nights was to dip into that pool of SmackDown viewers. You know, you got your two million uh, fans watching SmackDown, and they're kind of counting on that to to carry over uh, to AEW. Now, at least this past Friday night, that didn't happen. And Tony, you know, he he ripped on Nick Khan and sent out that tweet. So, I mean, they were trying to get the word out that you know Dynamite's tonight after SmackDown, but. You know, it, we didn't see the big pool of SmackDown viewers going over to Dynamite. So if that's not the case, then they might want to reconsider and just do it on a night where, I mean, obviously it's up to the networks and what, what, what does the best for them. But if they were only doing it to get the SmackDown viewers, then they might reconsider and doing it on like a Tuesday night and put them against NXT again. But uh, it, it's a much better time slot for their crowd. Yeah, the, the, this I look at this on the long term is that um, you know the, obviously Dynamite's here to stay, AEW is here to stay. Yeah. But you know they're here to stay with Turner and look, Turner's Turner's already got the NBA playoffs, which they've they've had for kind of over twenty years now. They're going to start having the NHL next year. Um, so Dynamite, AEW in general is going to be subject to a lot of preemption and and moving around. And here's our special time and day this week or this this month. Uh, and that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's a problem. Yeah. Next uh, month for sure. You know? So, I mean, it's, you know, it's not, I'm, don't, it's not going to sink AEW, but it, it's a problem <laughs> to be, you're not the first priority to the network. W raw is the first priority to the USA network these days. 
it's been many a years that Raw has been preempted by a dog show. Right. <laughs> Those days are done. Those days are yeah. way gone. Right. Yeah. And and um yeah, and, and to that point, you know, obviously once they move to TBS next year, you're not gonna have as many preemptions, maybe baseball here and there, but uh it should be a lot more stable. I don't get why they don't just start Rampage off on TBS. I wish I, I should have asked, told Nick to ask Tony last night. Um, but yeah, I mean, why switch it to TNT in January? Why not just start it off on TBS where it's going to be anyway? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting. Uh, that's a good point too. I don't. I'm sure there's some some corporate suit that's decided that for some there's, reason or another. There's but, probably a, there's probably a current scheduling conflict that's just makes that the that the, the easier route i would think hmm. but, i mean it's a good question but yeah i'm sure they would have thought of that by now right i did notice going into this dynamite that there was very few people talking about it on twitter at least on my timeline it didn't seem like anyone was really building up the uh the friday night dynamite as opposed to you see it a lot on tuesdays and wednesdays getting closer to dynamite it didn't seem like many people were talking about dynamite this time around and so i don't know if people forgot or if it wasn't like kind of beaten into our heads on the last dynamite enough but it, it, it didn't feel like it had the hype going into it double yeah. or nothing did but not dynamite right bad time slot and and again you know the the friday nights we're seeing the big difference when and again it's a holiday weekend um but you know compared to what they've done on other nights that they've moved uh, they've usually performed a lot better so this friday night thing you know that's something to keep a, an eye out on. yeah and a holiday weekend and i can at least speak here to, in pennsylvania this is like a point like mandates are being like, we're, like we're back to normal now. Like everything yeah. just got lifted. Like we, we are back to pre pandemic life, you know, even if you're vaccinated, no mask. So this, this especially is a challenging weekend to, for anything in entertainment to compete against just good old fashioned, turn the device, turn the TV off and just be with people again. Yeah. Right. Yeah, That's a here. great point as well. Yeah. Here in California, it's that way too. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. Uh, speaking about get speaking of getting outside and uh, turning off the device. Terry Allen Jr. says WWE 2K22 roster will be interesting with many gone. Yeah, they, the rosters are usually pretty uh, different each year, but uh, I don't know. We'll see if the game is any good. Every year it's the same game, and it's always got problems. I was burned by them too many times. 2K, <laughs> you're gonna have to earn my earn my business back, but. Uh, Leonza Duncan says, are they really turning Riker face LMFAO tone deaf? That's what it looked like to me. That's what definitely what it looks like. And we'll definitely talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Steve Ingblom says, Raj, do you think the avalanche win the Stanley cup? I don't really follow hockey. I, but a uh, buddy of mine, he plays, uh, he doesn't play for the abs, but he's a big hockey fan. He he's pretty convinced that they're going to win. There you they're go. Pro- put they're the, put they're all the, your money on them. They're, they're probably the best out of the West, but I don't know if they're going to win. Yeah. Put all your money on them. That's what Jack says. I don't know. I don't watch hockey. Don't listen to my advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I do watch is WWE Raw every Monday night. Every minute of it, I watch it so we can talk about it here. Are you guys ready to get into the show? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do this. We start off with a non-zombie Miz hosting Miz TV and a well-prepared, well-garlicked John Morrison is with him. They bring out Charlotte Flair, which leads to Rhea Ripley, which leads to yet another two-minute challenge with Nikki Cross, with Cross yet again getting the win. Uh, Raj, this seems like a question for you. Charlotte said she's going to take Rhea Ripley to hell. Is this going to be a Hell in a Cell match? I don't think they've explicitly said 
what matches are Hell in a Cell yet, or am I mistaken? Yeah, they haven't yet. I mean, did they even say Lashley and uh, Drew was in the cell? Not no, specifically. They, they said it would be at Hell in a Cell, not in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I mean, this is the same thing I was saying, I've been saying. It seems weird to be doing Hell in a Cell right now when you don't have any hot feuds, anything that really warrants the cell. Uh, you know, I, I said it before, I miss when the Hell in the Cell would be a match on another pay-per-view, whether it's Vengeance or whatever you called it, Extreme Rules, whatever. But it made it feel like the, a, a feud was so big that you needed that Cell match, whereas now it's just like, it's the name of the pay-per-view, so we needed to have a couple of Cell matches, and it just doesn't feel as heated. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I would assume uh, Cesaro and Seth, it, it, that seems like the feud on SmackDown that has had the most build. So I'd guess that's going to be in the cell and I'd guess, uh, Lashley and drew, but not, not Charlotte. Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting to your point, just to throw it back. My favorite use of the cell was when triple H said, mankind could use one weapon and he chose hell in a cell as his weapon. I thought that was a fun, uh, back in the old, uh, old days. Well, back in the day when they would say hell in a cell, you know, that would just get the, the huge pop from the crowd and get people going. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a while, but I don't like the, the hell in a cell pay-per-view just kind of kills the, uh, the intensity of that match. I wonder, do you think they're trying to do it before there's a crowd? Because that way they don't have to worry about the, uh, you know, it taking up space or live, people in attendance not being able to see through the the, the cage I and mean, that's never heard him before um so i i wouldn't think so well i think i think it's more of a matter of um a there I, there is something to being a closed set jack that they could pull off a stunt mm. with the hell in a cell that they can choreograph uh, in, a, in a closed set situation or you know they could have one thing pre-taped i think it's that combined with um, normally, or at least in the past few years, at this time of the year, uh, we've been coming into Money in the Bank territory, and I think they wanted to push that, so we did have that with the crowd, and that is such an exciting crowd interaction, and like, is somebody going to come and cash in? Um, I, I think there's a lot of things that just kind of have, have, have just resulted in, okay, well, we got to do Hell in a Cell, so again, we'll do it now. This will be the last kind of final hurrah in the Thunderdome. And Money in the Bank, that is a proven draw in the past. Like, it was, some years, it'd be like the fourth most... Uh, uh, forced fourth biggest pay per view of the year uh, with Survivor yeah. Series behind it. So yeah, R- yeah. Rush, I- I've been preaching this for a couple years now. Uh, and mind you, I'm a I'm a November baby. My first pay per view I ever went to live in person was Survivor Series. I think Survivor Series is such an antiquated mm-hmm. f- uh, format and uh, attraction. You know, it was yeah when you used to have you know just Raw or even before that Superstars. It was a big deal to see. Right. All like ten of these TV established characters all in the ring together in elimination. That was a big deal. Yeah, it'd now, be the first time you get to see like Hogan and the Boss Man, you know, right. in the ring together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that that's a that that's a that's a phone in for a, a SmackDown or a Raw, and so I thoroughly have been saying the last couple of years, Money in the Bank has thrusted itself in as being part of the Big Four. Survivor Series is the Big Five. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and and by not having any stakes, like with these brand versus brand matches, it doesn't matter who wins. Uh, it, it's just even more pointless, I guess. Yeah, the, the stakes are the big thing. I was not to sidetrack into Survivor Series, but I've always I've always thought like the winning team's brand should get the last spot in the Royal Rumble or something. Yeah, or a draft something. pick. They get to 
recruit someone from the other brand over, you know, something like yeah. that. It's it, it, it's it's been really lost. Um, but but to this point, this whole thing to beat the clock back to raw here. Yeah. This this is not helping Charlotte. It's not helping Rhea. All it's doing is giving TV time, which yay for her to Nikki Cross. This is yeah, not right. helping, and 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 yeah, this is manufactured. You're trying to make me feel like this is going to warrant potentially a hell in a cell. This is so manufactured. Oh, Charlotte Flair's going to be the 14th time women's champion, which by the way is just effing ridiculous. That's just not 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 not, not <laughs> saying she's not deserving to eventually right. break a record of her father's, but the fact that she's just been on TV for four or five years and already has that is just disgusting. <laughs> I'm a huge Charlotte F- Flair fan, but I get your point. I will say, uh, so you don't think, do you think this long term is helping Nikki Cross at all? Is it time to buy stock in Nikki Cross, or is this something where she's just going to get flattened by whoever wins at Hell in a Cell? When the, when the step is that you can't last two minutes with someone, and that's, yeah. that's all you do is you last two minutes, it doesn't make you look strong, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm guessing, yeah, Nikki Cross, they go with that after. Um, but I, I, they're not making her seem like a top star or a top title contender right now with the, the two-minute challenges. Yeah, right. If, if you're Nikki Cross, I mean, again, she's having, she gets TV time, great. But, yeah, when it's, oh, they couldn't beat you in two minutes' time. <laughs> yeah, you know, say at least do it ten minutes. At least that's right. something more. But. That's like... Which which suburban uh, guy uh, can be with this porn star for two minutes or longer? And, you know, I don't know. It's, just like a, it's, a, it's a ridiculous yeah. play on everything. Yeah, yeah it's definitely I, – I, I like that the point about, yeah, if you make it 10 minutes, you also eat up more time in the show, which yeah. is always the – they always say it's hard to fill three hours. Well, there's your three hours. You add – well, there's eight minutes. At least you can add that on. Right. But uh, yeah. Man, I thought this opening segment just sucked. I, uh, I really like Charlotte. I think Miz and Morrison can be entertaining, but the stuff with the garlic and the, the, the zombies and and – Charlotte having to sell that Morrison stinks. It just made it didn't make anyone look like a top star in this opening segment. And what are we headed to? Are we headed to a, a Miz Morrison SummerSlam match? Is that what we're doing? It's kind of what it seems like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we'll get there. I'd be happy to see that. I just don't know who I'm supposed to be cheering for with Ripley or Charlotte. They both seem like jerks. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not. I, I, neither of them seems very endearing right now. I don't. As a fan watching, I don't know who I'm supposed to be saying. I hope they win. They both seem like terrible people. I think Rhea Ripley's the baby face in this because they did pipe in the cheers for her when you know she came out, whereas Charlotte had the booze. So Jack, you're like our version of the Miz. You got the nice hair. You got the- <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hosting Wipeout after this. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so. Um, we have in the chat, uh, Leonza Duncan says, by the way, I haven't posted or watched Raw in a few months. Did you miss me? Of course we missed you. Um, of course. Uh, I've only been on the show for a few weeks, but of course we missed you. <laughs> uh, Colin Boyd says, fun fact, Ric Flair w- was every other NWA champ for 10 straight years, so Charlotte hasn't fallen far from the uh, per- peroxide, peroxide tree. Peroxide. You know, uh, Ric Flair just taken that, uh, that suplex from Andrade. Did you see that in the pool? Yeah, I did like, see that. He posted that on social media. That was kind of cool. And, Do you uh, think even when you know him that well, it's still like Andrade still has to be like, I totally just suplexed Ric Flair. Yeah. Does that ever still, go away? That's still <laughs> got to be cool. You know? right? I was saying Ric Flair, man, that he's taking a suplex now in six different decades. Or is it seven? Starting in the 70s. So, yeah, I think, six. I always think about uh, 
I think about Conrad, you know, King Podcaster. And all of a sudden, yeah. your father-in-law is Ric Flair. Right. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's what fun. a surreal existence to, yeah, be a fan. And then suddenly, yeah, your father-in-law is Ric Flair. And you have all these people that you're talking to all the time. What a <laughs> life's crazy sometimes. What, what a family tree you swing yourself onto. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. yeah good uh, for him. And Leonza Duncan says, Justin, Trish won, Trish won it 10 times in five years with one belt. Seven times. Yeah. Seven times in five years. All right. Well, seven still is not 14. I mean, I like, and, and it's also the matter of which too. I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't recount all of Trisha's reigns, but like, Charlotte literally like would drop it, win it in in a matter of like a four month span. It, it's some of the, it's just. Well, our truth is what uh, a, a, a sixty-five oh, time. <laughs> it doesn't count. That, that, that belt doesn't count. That doesn't count. Somewhere, Raven was so bummed out that his hardcore title reign uh, yeah, total got surpassed. I'm sure. <laughs> At this point, at this point, our, the twenty four seven title is all to add to a funny induction video and speech for when when our truth goes in a hall of fame, where they can say he's a ninety seven time twenty four. Right. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, but we we talked about the big four. Speaking of the big four pay per views, SummerSlam got a little announcement today coming to us on August twenty first from parts unknown. We also got Cardi B as the theme song. I heard a rumor Cardi B might be involved in some way. Maybe it's just the theme song, but uh, it looks like it's official, fellas. August 21st, but we don't know where just yet for SummerSlam. Yeah, Cardi B's supposed to be the host, and supposedly they got a football stadium. Uh, Allegiant Stadium was the leading choice in, in Nevada, but now with the Pacquiao fight, it seems like that kind of threw some, uh, you know, threw that kind of up in the air. So uh, we'll see. They're going to announce it this Saturday on NBC. So, yeah, I, they're, they're going to announce it uh, in the, in the, before the, with the, the, the Preakness, I think, the, the, the horse race. Yeah. Mm. But it'll be interesting because you're right. You're, as Raj said, we thought Vegas now, maybe not, but like just geographically, and this is in your region here, Raj, mm-hmm. they're in like Denver a day the or next two, day. They're in Denver the next day. The, the next day after that, they're in San Diego. And then the day before that, they're in. They're they're in that region of, right. of so like the they, southwest yeah yeah it's got so it's got to be somewhere there I don't you know they're not going to be that's, they're not going to be the east coast is what I'm saying yeah that so that would seem Vegas or Phoenix you know like that when you're looking at that region or L A but uh, I'm guessing it's probably still going to be Vegas I don't know Vegas is always what I heard but you're right the Pacquiao and, and the fact that SummerSlam on a Saturday we've never had right. WWE has never I mean you know boxing MMA uh, whatever pay-per-views on saturday is a thing but right. wwe never does saturday so this is going to be interesting to see the first like yeah. seven summer slams were actually on a monday if you yeah. guys remember that way back in the day you used to always be on monday nights yeah so i'm surprised they're not hyping that up i feel like why not say this is the first time make it a big deal but i can't wait to hear everyone all the wrestling fans say they've never heard of cardi b i think that'll be a fun uh <laughs> Fun story on yeah, Twitter. Cardi be hosting, so that'll be. Uh, she's a legit superstar. So, yes, she she is, and she's a, she's an entertaining person as well. So it'll be fun to see her try to get involved. But uh, we had a backstage segment. Matt Riddle and Damian Priest were having some fun back and forth before Randy Orton chased off Priest and then made Riddle zip his mouth shut and threw away an invisible key, which 
if we're assuming the invisible key is real, still isn't the most unrealistic thing Randy has been a part of in the past six months. <laughs> uh, but uh, Orton invites Riddle <laughs> to join him for his singles match against Xavier Woods, where Orton wins with the bro Derek, much to the delight of Matt Riddle. Uh, Raj, I remember when Matt Riddle beat Randy Orton and you said that you couldn't believe it and WWE is terrible and they buried Randy Orton. I did not say that. That that loss led to RK bro. Roll the tape. He said it. I never said that. Do we have to all admit that in this case, maybe WWE got it right having uh, all this happen? No, what I said back then, I said, look at Orton clearly wants, cares about putting people over. And that was a, and he put Riddle over. I didn't think, I never think Randy Orton's getting buried. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, I'll admit, uh, the RK Bro stuff is one of the highlights of this show. And I thought uh, this was one of the best things uh, on the show tonight. Yeah, I kind of wish they'd have a little more time on the show because every time they're on, I'm totally into it and I love it. Uh, Orton makes it. I mean, Riddle, you have to have that personality too, but Orton is just so great at it. And he's always looking like he's about to hit Riddle with an RKO. So it's it's <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. And I, I got to say Xavier Woods too, his match with uh, Orton tonight, really good. You kind of forget uh, how good of a wrestler uh, Xavier Woods is sometimes, but he had a... A great match with Riddle last week. Obviously, that's on both of them. And then mm-hmm. this week again, I thought it was another really strong match. Yeah, Justin, I was going to ask you for Xavier Woods. Uh, he has done really great in the ring uh, the past few weeks. Uh, I think he's making me a believer in him. Do you think that if he ends up going on as a single star after this, has he done enough to make you a believer in him as a singles competitor? Me personally, yeah, I believe in it. Xavier Woods uh, is entering talents there, and you know, he's charismatic as hell <clears throat> on the mic yeah. and with all the props. I, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I can honestly, with a straight face, say, "Oh, I see him main eventing a WrestleMania." Uh, you know, I don't know that, but um, I, yeah, everybody involved in this is uh, tonight was. It's like yeah, they just they just, they're just shining. Uh, Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. Yeah, I mean, I, I I said it the first week. I was like, I got Team Hell No vibes. <clears throat> off of this awkward pair excuse me and uh this definitely feels like a more traditional you know back in the day in the the 80s and 90s you know somebody won that intercontinental title you knew they were 18 to 24 months out from being main event world title material that's that that formula has long since gone away <clears throat> this definitely feels like the the time and work that they're putting in with randy orton with riddle that this is for riddle maybe maybe it's even a Maybe it's even shorter. Maybe it's nine to twelve months, but it definitely feels like they are. Here's his test. If he passes, here's where he's going. Um, because R- Randy Orton is arguably, you can even argue with John Cena. Mm-hmm. This the, the length of time Hogan didn't have this length of a consistent run. Austin's was cut short, of course, of injury. Flair mm-hmm. was Flair was over the territory. Randy Orton has had arguably the longest and most consistent run of an active performer and who is just bulletproof in what he does. Uh, so anything he does is, is to gold. So yeah, he can make a, you know, a key. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's money, but I, I really think they are setting Matt Riddle up or just Riddle, I guess up for being, if, if you pass this test, you're one of our new main eventers. Yeah. I think that what, I agree with you. I think Randy Orton is one of definitely over. I think he's one of those guys once he retires and we look back on his career and he's one of my favorites. So, you know, I'm a little biased there, but 
Uh, I think he's one of those guys after he retires, we're going to look back and be like, wow, we did not appreciate him enough while we had him because everything he does is great. And I think that's what makes his pairing with Matt Riddle great is because Matt Riddle's always been good, but he's always kind of a goof on the microphone. But now with Randy Orton there, he's a threat. As long as Randy Orton's there, he's not just goofy. He's a threat to win anything he's involved in. And I think that makes him more interesting as opposed to a guy that just scooters around everywhere he goes. Yeah. Matt, Matt's got great baby face, uh, facial expression of selling. Um, and, and yeah. And then to Randy, the, I think the biggest knock about Randy for, uh, you know, if you look at, if you go back to like a 2010 is the fact that like Randy accomplished so much, so young that by the time he got to age 30, it was like, there's nothing else for him to do. It was kind of like you're bored. It was like, well, there's nothing, you know, like, and now, but now he's on, you know, now he's, he's in the 40 age rank you look at him you look at the shape he's in and it's like now you appreciate him even more to figure this guy who could have easily rode off in the sunset many years ago and rested on his paychecks that he's still able to do what he does yeah and bender mm-hmm. rodriguez bringing up orton was the savior of raw during the COVID era so it's pretty i mean that's that's not that far off edge was great too when he was there but then he was injured a lot of the time so yeah i mean orton he kind of held the show together I mean, I think with Orton, yeah, the past few years even, his bad rivalries are few and far between. I mean, outside of yeah, pretty much I all Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, all but Bray Wyatt. I wasn't yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that, but I, I think a lot of people weren't. But other than that, yeah, everything he's a part of has been fantastic. So again, I think it's one of those guys, once he's gone, we're gonna look back and go, Man, we had something special with him. But uh someone else we have something special with uh reginald had a match with Shayna baszler finally getting that closure on last week's big cliffhanger uh they had a match and kane's pyro makes a return reginald gets the win uh this leads to two different things happening nia jacks making a move on reggie with some champagne on ice date night plans and baszler going to confront alexa and her stupid doll lily I'll start, Justin, with you. The hot topic. How do you feel about intergender matches and their place in WWE? Personally, I think if, when they look like this, they, they work, and I'm fine with them. Uh, but I'd love to know your thoughts on how they're using Reginald here. Yeah, so the, you know, the, the goal was to make Shayna – it was to get Shayna over, I guess. I, I'm not a fan <laughs> of intergender. I just – I'm not. I, I, um it's just a philosophy. It's just it's a philosophy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a guy versus girl, just the optics of it. I don't. Yep. Know, I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really know. Without getting going off on a rant, I just I'll just say the optics. It's just it's hard to for me to package and sell. Right, I agree. I mean, you show that to a guy hitting a girl or putting her through a table. You show that to anyone that's not a wrestling fan they're like this is very low rent um that being said i thought this was way more entertaining than i thought it uh than i expected it to be and reginald he does some cool stuff um so yeah i actually was not bored during this segment it was it was better than i expected i hated obviously you know me with the magic and the 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 you know the the flames going up and but outside of that, I thought this was yeah. pretty good. And, and Jack, let me real quick. Let me, let me clarify. I I'm okay on like the the one offs. You know, like I was at Mania 17, which is one of my greatest wrestling memories. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the great famous TLC match. And, and Lita comes out and she right. she hits some spots on some of the guys. Like 
I'm the one offs of the woman. I guess getting the better of the guy I can deal with in the context of the story. I don't like promotions, and this exists out there, obviously, to people who aren't aware. Yeah, who have intergender titles and divisions, where a guy dominantly might be a woman, or or like or you know like I'm I'm fine with a woman getting the big pop, hitting something. I don't I don't like it when we like are making the thing out of like the guy. I just it's just it's just a it's just a, a weird uncomfortable situation. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree that optics and things like that can definitely be touched with this. So I'm, I would never say that a place should or should not have them. But I, I guess I'm I guess I'm saying when I see something like Reggie versus Shayna, I thought this came off great personally. Reggie kind of seemed in in his own way very different, but almost like an Orange Cassidy in that he's different than everybody else when he wrestles and how he does things when he's in the ring and stands out in that way to me. Uh, Raj, I want to ask you this. This was this is something I was thinking of. I know that you're not a big fan of the supernatural kind of magic, but what about that romantic magic that's in the air between Nia Jax and Reggie? Uh, do you like where this is going? I mean, I don't care really. It it it, it, it it's not something that's like turning me off or where I'm like this is really dumb. It's it's there. It's fine for what it is. Yeah. Um, my favorite part about this whole thing, I just wanted to say magic in the air. <laughs> you uh, got it out. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of this, though, is Baszler just punking out Alexa back, or back at the, the playhouse, I guess we're still calling it. And I don't know if this, as a fan, if I'm supposed to be feeling this way, but I want to see Shayna Baszler just beat the brakes off of Alexa Bliss and Lily and whoever Lily is supposed to be and just be the uh, tap, nap, or snap Shayna Baszler from NXT in this match. Uh, it looks like that's what's coming up next for us. Uh, Justin, are you looking forward to a potential Alexa Bliss Shayna Baszler match? I'm looking forward to it, but probably for the wrong reasons because. <laughs> I'm, uh, this actually was like a, one of the f- a couple actually tonight of story progressions of like I'm all right like okay it's not just rinse repeat like we're mm-hmm. gonna get a match but like I don't know what I'm looking forward to like mm-hmm. uh, like like we never got an answer like is there any link between Alexa and Bray Wyatt and the fact that Alexa has uh, inherited the playhouse and the f- music and the graphics like. I, I, so I don't know. I, I guess I'm just looking forward to like trying to get more information about where we're at, I, which I don't know if that's the right reasons to be looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And, and you're right. This was a, a story beat, which felt very refreshing on an episode of Raw, because as we've mentioned, it feels like there's so much wa- wash, rinse and repeat. But this was new. It was a new step. And at least now we know where Shayna Baszler is going after this and what Alexa Bliss is doing. So you're right. I agree. I think that would be fun to see. Uh, Jax, though, in the chat says, Orton wouldn't invest if he didn't see potential in Riddle long run. I believe Orton is best thing Riddle can study and run with the knowledge. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I agree with that. To on the wrestling point of like Orton, Orton has enough stroke to say yes or no to something, so he uh, he must see something. I also say this on a on a on a personal level. Orton has been very candid about he's. He's grown up. He's matured. He's made his mistakes. He he he's had his 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 evolution, pun intended, as a person, uh, in the business. And I think that he also could that could be a beneficial thing to a guy like a Riddle, you know, who's coming from the MMA world, might have a certain ego and clout. You know, Riddle's had his headlines of of controversy 
in, in the recent year. I, so I think having a mentor like a Randy Orton tell him, try, trying to tell him, here's the things you need to be aware of. Do the, do more of this. Do less of this. I think that's only going to help. Yeah, and the fact that he's even on TV in this role too is huge. Not just working out with him, but like they're using him in a big spot. So I, again, if, if if wrestlers were stocks, I think Matt Riddle is definitely one you'd want to invest which, in. Which is interesting because it wasn't looking that good for him there for a little bit before this Orton thing started. He was just getting killed and murdered uh, by Lashley, and he lost clean at WrestleMania. Uh, it definitely seemed like he was, you know, kind of on the downward trajectory, and and then this gave him a shot in the arm. Yeah, maybe maybe that was one of those things they wanted to see how he would handle those losses before giving him an opportunity. But uh, speaking of guys getting opportunities, Mace and T Bar have a tag team match against the Lucha House Party, and for me, this I like this match because I thought it was a great way to get two tag teams on TV wrestling, having a match, and building themselves up for a potential shot down the road. Uh, and I was thinking, we actually kind of have a tag team division getting built on our hands between RK Bro, AJ and Omos, New Day, Lucha House Party, T-Bar and Mace. Uh, not the match that we're all going to be talking about 10 years from now, but I think this was a good building block for the future. Justin, do you like the way this played out? Uh, you're right. I mean, it was a push. It was, it was a pretty definitive squash match for Mace and T-Bar. <clears throat> um I guess I'm kind of thrown off. I'm a big fan of of uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of T Bar when he's not T Bar. Yeah, um, uh, Yeah, you know Mace is. I, I still I still see old Dio Madden, the color commentator, that got punked out by. He just he's just yeah. he hasn't he hasn't got it in the ring. I can't help but watch the promos, watch the overdone makeup, and I feel like you're you're paint you're playing a parody of like what bad guy wrestler would be with the vocabulary they use and, and the way they speak. So I don't know. I, I, I it, this doesn't do it for me, but they were booked properly, but this packaging doesn't do it for me. The way they're speaking, the way they look. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the Ascension over again. And, uh, you know, those who don't learn from history, cause that, that was outdated. And when, when was the Ascension? That's like five years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this just comes across very outdated and just really cheesy. Because even now, if you watch the old Road Warriors promo, it doesn't sound like so forced. Whereas with these guys, it sounds forced. And um, yeah, I'd say repackage them again. Get, you know, get Dijakovic. They're probably not going to let him be Dominic because they already have a Dominic. Let him be Dijakovic. Let Mace be Dio Madden. Drop the face paint. And you, you could have something because, you know, uh, Dio Madden, he's got a ton of potential. Uh, he's he's green, but he's, you know, he's got a good look. He's got a good mm-hmm. size. You know, Dijakovic, we already know he can go. So, I mean, they could have something here, but just drop the, the corniness. I do always say this is why you shouldn't judge things right away in some ways, though, because when both Keith Lee and Dijakovic came to the main roster, came to Raw, it looked like Keith Lee was going to be the guy. And we all kind of said, well, Dijak is going to get stuck in this group and disappear. But Keith Lee's the one that is now off TV and Dijakovic at least is on TV right now. So I guess from that perspective, it's working out for him. He's, He's got something. Yeah, and Keith Lee's, you know, waiting to be cleared or or, or whatnot. Uh, he hasn't been cleared. Um, uh, so, but once he is, you know, I could see him being back in the in the hunt of things. 
yeah, I'm a big Keith, Keith Lee guy. So I hope he gets an opportunity when he comes back, whenever he's cleared again. Uh, we do have some comments in the chat, though. Brandon Hall says, I'm just disappointed in what they continue to do with Bray and why they continue to fail him. He is far too talented to not be on TV each week. And then we also have uh, Young Drizzy MC, MSC saying, I love how Eva Marie vignettes have progressed. First, it was reintroducing her. Now it's showing her training. Look at her pinned tweet. Yeah, she says she's going to be wrestling. Um, yeah. So she says she's not coming back for uh, a, a non-in-ring role. So, yeah. But, yeah. They did, but they did tonight in her dialogue of the vignettes, it did. She did say, like, I'm here to speak for, like, other superstars. So it did give off a feel of like she's there to manage. Uh, yeah. That, that's the most detail we've gotten other than the fluff of, like, I'm better. Or, like, you know, all the just the, the high, you know, the, the whatever. Like, she actually gave a little bit of context of I'm here, like, which did leave, lean into she's going to be a manager. Yeah, I thought it was kind of confusing with that, how she said, I'm going to continue what I'm doing. It showed her wrestling and then saying, but I'm going to help others also. This is one where we talk about story beats. Personally, I'm ready for the next story beat. I'm ready for whatever the next thing is. Now, I know I'm probably not going to get it till fans are back, but again, as, the, as Batista says, give me what I want. I want to know what happens next with, with this whole thing. Um, yeah, and at least they're showing different vignettes, not the same ones over and over. So, um, yeah, you know what? Between the Mace and T-Bar, at least that was a different match. It wasn't something that was, that's been repeated every week. So at least there was some difference here and something fresh. Yeah. Um, something that wasn't as fresh, Sheamus came out and uh, picked a fight with Ricochet and uh, Umberto Carrillo. Now, I think Sheamus has been so good recently, whether it be on the microphone or in the ring. Ricochet... Hasn't been quite the same since they added that cartoon sound effect to his entrance. But uh, they come out and uh, Carrillo helps him get the win. And then he helps Carrillo get a win. Sheamus got his nose broken, which looked pretty rough. Uh, but eventually, the two faces, they get the win and both pin the champ. Raj, I hate seeing champs get pinned. But overall, I still think Sheamus is one of the best things going on Raw right now. How do you feel about this whole situation? I don't know. I'm just not into it. I mean, we've seen Sheamus destroy both these guys, sometimes at the same time. Uh, I don't see why this feud is continuing to go when he's beaten them both cleanly. cleanly. Uh, just, you know, in a storyline way that just doesn't make sense. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, and, you know, by both Humberto Carrillo and Ricochet beating Sheamus this week, that means this is going to continue. I'm guessing a triple threat at the pay-per-view, but... Um, I'm, I'm just this feud when you've made the guys look weak from the beginning and the baby faces, they can't beat Seamus one-on-one. They're <laughs> constantly interfering on each other's behalf, which isn't really a baby face thing to do. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for Seamus to move on to someone like Damian Priest or someone like that. Yeah. Justin has uh, Ricochet or uh, Umberto Carrillo moved the needle for you in any way? Individually. No, uh, this is the most backwards wrestling 101 logic you're not supposed to have the baby faces cheat for for them to win you know the 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 fee-fi-fo-fum heel is supposed to snip is slip on the banana peel you know like no if anything and this obviously was an accident by tonight because you know they weren't expecting blood but this is just part of uh it's not ballet 
if anything, just Sheamus just to me just looks tougher. He and I've always I'm I'm a huge Sheamus fan. He looks the part. He sounds the part. Um, mm-hmm. His pale skin. He gets the whelps. Yeah, he, he likes to work stiff, and I know this because I, I I've, I've 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 publicly hosted parties with Sheamus. Sheamus tells guys he works with, you know, I trust you. Like, don't like abuse it, but like, he likes to work snug. He mm-hmm. likes to get hit, and it looks the part. But then you have these baby faces that are cheating to 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 to, to beat him. I, actually, what I took away from tonight was. Uh, I actually think Ricochet and Humberto. I'm not normally a fan of just let's just glue singles guys together for tag teams, but I would actually be okay of putting them together as a tag team, just because you know what you're getting ready to go back to live events. You know they're going to be going back to to having house shows, not you know non TV you know events. Like that's a great opening match pair right there that can do the things that they excel at, get the crowd on the feet, get them warm up. You know it, it, it like. They would be better served doing that, being uh, another Lucha House Party, essentially. Um, yeah. Than they would being the singles competitors they are. Yeah. I actually was thinking the same thing. I'd love to see them team up and just have matches. You know what? They don't need to be the the greatest tag team in the world, but yeah, flying around the ring, having matches with like the Viking Raiders or T Bar and Mace, and just throwing them around and that that kind of stuff. I think that'd be incredibly fun to watch but kind of to your point i think watching sheamus i was kind of cheering for him i was like who can stop this guy he's just well, beating they everybody him, he, they make i mean they're constantly teaming up on him and it's two against one so he's kind of in any other story he's the baby face in the situation but, yeah he's, he's kind of like the goldberg like where everyone's trying to stop him and he just plows through everybody yeah. even gets his nose broken and still just keeps <laughs> going i was like dude you're a machine keep going i, I i'm a, i'm i feel like i'm more of a fan of sheamus than before and i was a big fan of him before so yeah uh, Tammy bringing up that Ricochet and Humberto should have had a number one contenders match instead of multiple non-title matches against sheamus I like that idea, but to me, once Sheamus be both of them, they shouldn't even be in the you know in the field. Uh, I mean, it's weird when they start a feud off with the guy getting the win, the champion getting the win, and then they just keep it going. Um, right. it, yeah. it, it, it's it's the sad, sad result of three hours every week. Oh yeah. It, when is Hell in a Cell? Is it in three weeks? Two weeks, right? Oh, if it's if it's in two weeks, then we're definitely getting another one on one ricochet and another one-on-one Carrillo before we get a three-way announcement it's it's a a 13th i think june 13th it's june 13th i think i'm out of town uh uh, no take over in your house is june 13th so june 20th wow that's that's still a ways away that seems like a long ways away for a lot of these i thought the the 20th is saturday really uh, that's what I got here. Hold on, let's take a look. No, I think the nineteenth is Saturday. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, the twentieth is uh, yeah, it's Father's Day, Sunday, Father's Day. Oh yeah, they always do it Father's Day weekend. Anyway. Hell, hell in a cell, Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Now, um, speaking of, uh, I don't know. I'm just using that to transition here. You're Naomi, trying. <laughs> you're trying. 
Props <laughs> to trying to find a transition there. <laughs> Speaking of Father's Day, we all wish we had a Naomi. We, that's uh, that's where I'm going. Naomi and Lana versus Mandy and Brooke. We got some new ring gear and new champs on commentary, but this women's tag team match has happened once or twice before. This time around, Mandy and Brooke get the win, and it looks like they're the new challengers for the tag team titles. Uh, Raj, I know you love seeing matches again and again and again. <laughs> this one got us uh, Mandy and Brooke as winners. Are we supposed to not like Tamina and Natalia? Because they seem like jerks on uh, commentary. Hey, it, it's, it like varies from show to show because uh, they're both, you know, actually really good baby faces. Like Natalia, it's yeah. hard to dislike her. Same as uh, Tamina's, you know, super sweet, uh, just great personality. It's it's really hard to dislike him when you talk to him or you hear him speak. And when Natalia's being a heel, I almost feel like it just just doesn't feel right. Uh, it yeah, just, it it's it just feels like a really nice person playing bad guy wrestler. And uh, Natalia is one of, the, and I, this is a compliment to her. She is the, one of the most unconvincing <laughs> heels ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Every time she says something bad, it feels like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like she, she's from yeah. one of the first families of wrestling. You know, she's. I mean, again, I, I said this about Orton earlier. I mean, but but Natty's up there. I mean, she's been with the company cons- with without. You know, Natty's been there for like fifteen years, and like hasn't had any big gaps of like time off or went to go do this or that side project. She's there whether or not she was like, you know, dark match or main event, the show main event, but she's always been there and she's never complained publicly. You know, it's like, how do you, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you root against her? Yeah. Yeah. At some point it's hard for someone to, to be a heel just because you start to respect them and who they are and what they've done for so long too much. I mean, I think even guys who are really good at being heels, it becomes difficult because you're like, this guy's – yeah, that's kind of what happened to Ric Flair eventually. You're like, how do I boo this guy? He's great. He, he's been doing it for so long. He's so good at what he does. You can't boo him. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I feel like this is a team that we all naturally want to cheer for because it took so long for the titles to get to them. They got them. It was this big moment. Now they're saying things like, the tag team division desperately needs to step up. And I'm like, you guys have been champs for like two weeks. Calm, <laughs> calm down a little. You know, I, I think it's kind of, it, it's, it should be reversed. Like uh, Dana and Mandy should be the heels. I feel like they, uh, they could really pull it off. Like they feel like they, and it gives them something different to do, freshen them up. You know, they've kind of, Mandy's been kind of lost since they just dropped that Otis storyline. So it could be, um, you know, it could be something, something interesting. Yeah, Mandy was like on the doorstep of being the women's champion at one point. And then she did the Otis thing and she was one of the biggest things going, you know, during the early pandemic era. And then, yeah, now it just seems like she's sort of drifted off. And I don't know. Hopefully this is a chance for her to get back on track because, like I said, when she has the opportunity, she can do well. But, yeah, kind of lost right now, I think. Someone who's not lost. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. A quick thumb poke and Cedric wins. You know, Raj, I'm, again, because I know this is one of your favorite stories going, uh, so I'm going to go back to you here. If they had just started this with, we're going to do a best of seven, would it still be as bad seeing them have the same matches every week? <laughs> yeah. No, I guess, I mean, if you have a best of seven with stakes, like you had with Booker T and Chris Benoit, you know, that was mm-hmm. for... Was that for no, it's a TV? I want to say TV title. 
Like they uh, got a TV title shot, or was one of them the TV? Was oh, Benoit the was, TV champion? It was a TV title shot against Fit Finley. Right, right, right. Or, yeah. or more recently, Sheamus and Cesaro went best of <laughs> right or forming their tag team. Right, just like or one that wasn't twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if you have a good storyline reason to do it, uh, sure. But this is clearly just a case of. We need some time to kill, and we have nothing to progress the storyline, so let's just do another match. Justin, are you buying either of these guys right now? I mean, not in the presentation, no. I mean, I'm a, I've always been a huge Shelton fan. Uh, I think I think when all is said and done, he's probably going to go down as one of the most like underutilized talents they've ever had. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, and part of that, it just goes to the accolades of like, this is this is the guy that like Brock's roommate and like I, I don't know like at, at a point in time he got viewed as like he was a small guy but he's not a small guy like no, no, no. <laughs> Sheldon Sheldon <laughs> is muscle and he's athletic and he'll live in infamy forever with the the Shawn Michaels uh, yeah you know the the, we all we, yeah. we all we all know the clip right but if that's the, if that's what he gets known for. I'm kind of disappointed because, like, he's got so much more potential. I, I again, I think as you try to find fresh things for Brock and the uh, part-time Brock schedule, how, how, other than Rumble, how how we've never gone down to just get just giving Shelton the one month run with that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, well, I mean, it seemed like they had something with uh, Sh- Shelton and Cedric as a tag team and with the hurt business, and that was just dropped for. Whatever reason, it, it still yeah. really doesn't make any sense. Lashley's yeah. at the same level, but everyone else seems uh, way lower. So why are you just bringing guys down uh, when you don't need to? Shelton's another one that I would love to see in NXT. Let let mm-hmm, Hunter mm-hmm. have him at his disposal. I think we could have yeah. a lot of fun. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, to your point, he's just about as big as Bobby Lashley when they're standing next to each other. But he can move. And, yeah, I think he would tear it up in NXT with just about any of those guys. And, I mean, yeah, the matches they could have there. And, yeah, I think him in NXT would be great. And I, I hope Cedric – Cedric's lovable too. So it's hard for me to – like, again, when he's going for the eyes and stuff, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I like Cedric. I don't know if I believe he'd do this. But uh, I'm glad they're getting TV time. Uh Elias and Riker also got some TV time against Omos and AJ. Uh, they made it a very big point to have Riker mention he was in the military before the match. And then it ends. The, the story ends here with Elias leaving Riker hanging and he loses the match. And then Elias just, you know, goes after him on, uh, you know, in an interview with Kevin Patrick, who was very busy tonight, uh, basically saying he doesn't want to travel the roads with him, doesn't want to be around him. This team's breaking up. Uh, it looks like we're getting a face turn for Riker. Uh, Justin, my question here is, is this a, a big long-term thing for Riker, or do you think they're just trying to give us a plot point to get Elias to go single again before the crowds come back? Uh, that question is great, the way you phrase that, Jack, because I think that I think there's a lot to take from that. You know, Elias doesn't need a backup act, and we're getting ready to go back to live crowds where he thrives. He thrives. And mind you, this is a guy who's never held a title on Raj's main roster. But this guy has had many moments with Taker, with Cena. He's had raw moments with Jared, with Angle. So I think it's key. I think it's 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 a key point to note that like Elias is going back to being a solo act here. 
Um, I also think let's just look at what we're doing here. Riker is a military vet. That is a part of his presentation, the the the, the red, white, and blue, and 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 his uh, gear and his appearance. It's Memorial Day. Um, I, I, I so I, I don't know if this is I don't know if this is going to matter in a month from now. This might be they have two matches in the next two weeks, and that's it. And then maybe we don't see something from either of them for a while. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but. I think for Elias, it's probably for the best because I don't think him having Riker by his side was anything that was elevating him. Yeah, I could see this being like Shelton and Cedric, where they just trade wins for the next you know three or four weeks. Who knows? You know, sometimes they'll do a breakup and they just do it again, like they're just back together the next week, and uh, it takes a while before they finally do the real breakup. So who knows? Maybe Elias and Riker will be teaming together again next week. <laughs> Raj, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Shawn Michaels super kicks Marty Janetti, <laughs> throws him through the barbershop window, and then <laughs> for the next nine weeks. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, man, Elias, uh, Elias looks like a million bucks. I mean, he look, he's in great shape. Uh, he just he's just shredded. Um, and I can tell you know Riker has the look that Vince would like. He's got the legit military background. I just don't see him as a natural baby face. He, he's got his background, but as far as with his promos and his look, and um, he just doesn't come across as someone that fans are going to get behind. Yeah, Riker looks terrifying. I, right. he, he definitely looks like someone you should be scared of, not cheering for. Uh, Elias, though, I mean, and Justin, to your point, the fact that he can still get reactions from crowds the way he does when... I don't. I always forget what his finishing move is. He never wins. So like it's, but he still gets these reactions from the crowds. And you know, sometimes I forget what his music sounds like because he never actually has entrances. But he still just gets reactions from people. And I, I feel like if they gave him uh, the opportunity to run with things, he could be such a huge star. But yeah, Elias again is such a. Again, I'll I'll cheap plug because I can. Um, He's from here, from Pittsburgh. He he tra- he trained and started here at our school, our uh, international wrestling cartel school, which is where Wardlow, which is where Britt Baker, they all you know, sh- you know sh- uh, uh, Rocky, Rocky, Joaquin Wild in the next they all came from here. But what, what I'll say about Elias, he was a, his gimmick here in Pittsburgh was he was heavy metal Jesus Logan Shulo. <laughs> he was flamboyant. He was he a much more open version than he is now of Elias. But but Elias does take to his musical things, but his musical interests. It, it's amazing to me. Like there's so much to him. There's so much to him. And again, I go back. He's one of the he's one of the guys who he never won an NXT title. He never won a title in NXT. He you know, he was kind of just under the radar mid card in NXT. But he's been one of the best transitioned NXT to main roster guys there's been and and i just all it takes is an actual endorsement and like subscription of yes we are going to here's our next four-month plan we're going to push him elias can be something for them he can be the number one heel if they want he can be the number one baby face if they want he has the ability to do both which you can't say that about about too many people these days but he could do it uh but i think he needs to shed jackson Riker. Yeah, hopefully it's good things for him coming forward because he's – I always say he's one of those guys that even if you don't watch wrestling, if you see him come out, you're like, who's this guy? What's his thing? What's yeah. what's his deal? 
So hopefully we see more of him. Uh, Someone we've been seeing a little bit more of recently, but not so much in the ring. The Viking Raiders, they're having a chat with Mansoor, telling him, trying to be chummy with him before they take off. And uh, Mustafa Ali comes out and says, don't trust anyone. And Mansoor asks if that includes him as well. And so uh, uh, I love Ali. I want to see more of him. He's doing great stuff. It looks like maybe he's becoming one of those stir the pot kind of guys backstage, maybe working something with Mansoor here. Uh, Is this something, Raj, that you think we're going to see more of? Or is this going to be one of those we get a little taste of it and then it disappears? It kind of feels like a a main event feud to me. Um, I could, I mean, I could see them doing a match uh, on Raw next week and then it kind of gets delegated to main event. Uh, Mansoor, you know, uh, Mansoor has got, he's got some potential. He's saying he's trying to work on adding some size. Um, I do think he looked more like a star with his long hair when he had the longer hair. Mm-hmm. I, do, I feel like he just kind of, it, it takes away some of his charisma with the short hair. Um, I know stuff like that might sound weird, but it, the looks mat mm-hmm. you know, the look matters a lot with the character yeah. and, and, you know, when. Carlito used to have short hair. He was just kind of nothing. And then once he had the fro, he stood out. So, um, yeah. So, I, I, I don't see this uh, getting too much time. But I'm sure they'll probably do a match here in the next week or two. I honestly thought you meant main event, like main event of Raw. When you first said that, I was like, wow. Oh, no, <laughs> wow, you're really, you're really into this. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, the other I, main I, event. I caught up with what you were saying. I was like, wow, you're really all on board with Mansoor. Yeah, uh, this, you know, I mean, um, Mansoor, uh, Ali, uh, Jinder, and then he has the, the repackaged, um, what's the name of the tag team from? Well, it's one of the guys from the tag team. Uh, well, uh, Indish. Yeah, it, it, one of the guys from Indishare and, and Shanky. Um, yeah. Rightly or wrongly, I could see all of these individuals coming together and them creating a stable out of this. Uh, which I don't know. Maybe it's TV time. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But I, I just. I don't yeah. Know. Whatever happened to Ginger? He got his big return and then nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where. Uh, we're you know people. I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, hopefully he gets back on because I think he's great, and I think even just his entrances are great. So uh, I Gen- love Ginger. Ginger is. I mean, Ginger his his look. Uh, he has it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of talent again, all in there. You know the 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 Bollywood boys who used to be with. I mean, there's a lot of talent. I don't that. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Why we're just paying people and not utilizing them you do got to remember too though i mean we are in a pandemic and sometimes when someone's off tv there's a reason you know what i mean yeah it's uh, fair sometimes it's creative sometimes it's just people are forgotten about but you know sometimes it's it could be something else that's that's fair i but I don't know. It doesn't seem like other companies have that issue happen quite as often. And again, I'm not backstage. I don't know. It just feels like it happens a lot on Raw, where people show up and then they disappear. But again, you're you, you're right. You're right, Raj. Though it's, I mean, things like that can happen during this time. Uh, let's get to the main event. Uh, in the buildup, Lashley's still hanging out with the Godfather's old posse. McIntyre says Kofi couldn't beat Rock, Brock and. Kofi says McIntyre couldn't beat Lashley, but we get another great match from them. And uh, Drew gets a clean win, and he's going to hell in a cell to face Bobby Lashley. 
Um, I feel like this is kind of what a lot of us thought was going to happen, uh, but they got some good matches out of it and some good TV time, so I'm happy with it. Uh, Justin, how did you feel about how this show ended? Uh, fine. I mean, a, a really good match. Uh, the the finish was was really something to see, to see uh, Kofi coming off the top and, and the Claymore kicking me there. Um, but back to what we said earlier in the show. All right, so Drew wins, but I, I feel like Drew's not winning this title back anytime soon. This is it, – it just kind of just felt like – inevitable like pointless like i did i didn't feel like i needed to see this i, I was flicking between this and overtime hockey because i'm like nothing is going to happen in this that i have to see that's going to change the course of booking in the next month would that would your opinion have been changed if we weren't also right in the middle of an rk bro new day feud <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's it, it just again i feel like lashley is your heel champion until SummerSlam. We, that's just where we're at. I don't... The challengers are flies he's going to swat away. Well, actually, he still needs to get his win back from Kofi, though, right? I mean, right now, Kofi stands at having a win. Oh, yeah, and granted, it's a three-hour who's show. Ke- who's, we'll who's, who's, who's keeping score of that, Raj? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's um, someone on the internet right now keeping track of oh, all yeah. of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure they're going to do that match on TV. Um, but yeah, I mean... Look, I, I, th- I thought coming out of tonight's show, there wasn't anything like newsworthy or, or, or that big. It didn't feel like all that much happened. I mean, Riker and Elias breaking up, I guess uh, it's something. But uh, yeah, I mean, this was the only like real newsworthy thing that happened. It was Drew uh, winning the match, so he gets the Hell in the Cell. Well, a match at Hell in the Cell. Right. Yeah, it's... I, yeah, I, to me, it felt it, it was a classic three day weekend kind of raw where it ended. And I guess this is just overall thoughts at this point. But yeah, it ended with nothing. If you missed it, you didn't necessarily miss anything. But there were still some, like we said before, plot points where things kind of, you know, Shayna Baszler is now moving on to Alexa Bliss. Elias is now breaking up with Riker. Some things happened, but nothing that was like, if you missed it, you missed it. But still some good stuff on the show overall. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Smith, I got to say it again, he was really good, I thought. So I, I thought that made the show better, like not having the awkward commentary. Yeah. Yeah, he was, Jimmy Smith was great for his first Raw. Is, you know, I mean, again, I'm, he's, it's not his first time commentating, not, not his first time around, but uh, I thought he was, yeah, I thought he, he seemed to fit in really well. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I said, it did not sound like his first Raw. That, that's the best compliment I can give him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that about does it for us then. Um, unless you guys have any other final thoughts, uh, I would say just make sure uh, thank everyone again in the chat for joining us. Anyone who's listening, thank you so much. Please give us a like, a comment, a subscribe, a follow, all that good stuff. Uh, Jax in the chat says, Night Boys, great pod as always. Peace out. Thank you, sir. Peace out to you Jax. as well. Any, any final thoughts before we sign off? From either of you. Uh, the, the live crowds cannot come soon enough to going from watching that crowd last night at, uh, at double or nothing to the Thunderdome. And it was the same thing after WrestleMania, watching that WrestleMania with the crowd and how uh, amazing I thought that show was because of that. And then going to the Thunderdome the next day just sucked. Yeah. I, I think WWE's in a holding pattern until they get back on the road in mid July. But I do think the second half of this year, we might get some of the best 
delivered WWE stuff ever. And part of that might be because the crowd is so passionate and involved, which is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to eat up everything. It's going to be fun, and I'm excited for it. Uh, but we'll have to wait till we get there. Until then, do yourself a favor. Check out the Wrestling Inc. after show for NXT tomorrow, as well as the all the news and updates on WrestlingInc.com as the week progresses. And we also have a, a SmackDown after show on Wrestling Inc. as well, so check that out. Raj, what's, what's going on with the uh, AEW? Are you guys still doing one for AEW? Uh, this week, probably not again, because they're going to be on Friday night again. And it's, it's so late when they're on Friday nights. But if they if some of the preemptions happen a different day of the week, then uh, we'll, we'll definitely do it. But uh, the, the Friday at 10 can is it's a little late. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. So, well, I would definitely recommend that anyone who's listening or watching follow at Wrestling Inc. on Twitter. You can get all the updates there. That does it for us. For I'm Jack. That's Justin. That's Raj. And until next time, folks, we'll see you. Uh, see you tomorrow on NXT's After Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.